And welcome back to the School PR Podcast. We are talking studio equipment, mobile equipment, what is the best, the cheapest that will make you, your students and schools and staff look very, very good. Advocating for public education, sharing our stories and celebrating our schools, students, teachers and staff. From crisis communications to media relations, social media, and everything in between, we're here to give you the best strategies, tools, and techniques to help educators help our kids. Welcome to the School PR Podcast, brought to you by Nichols Strategies. And now, here's your host, Ryan Ferran. And your other co-host, Matthew Jennings. What is up, my man? Hello, 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 everybody. Glad to be here. Happy to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, filming and videos and telling stories. So excited about this one. I saw so much of your equipment when you came up with your mobile studio when we did the Peach Jar Extra Credit segment on Media Relations. We have a studio here that we've been using, really like it. But you had some new advanced equipment that I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So we're going to talk to people today about studio equipment or your kit is a mobile kit that is just as good. So whether you want it for a studio or bring it on the go, we're going to give you some of those tips. We're going to put links in the description. You can check those out and kind of explain the advantages of some of these and they're affordable and really high quality. So we're going to get into that. First, I want to talk to you. Rumor has it, you were at Teespra. Yeah, man, I've got really lucky, got to go to Teespra. We've, I don't know, you know, listeners are from all over the place here, but uh, Ryan and I are in California and both actively engaged with CalSPRA, the California chapter of INSPRA, so so California uh, Association, therefore, Public Relations in Schools. And uh, we hear about Teespra all the time in California, how it's just amazing and it's huge, but it's really difficult to get there, Um, so... It was wonderful to get to go to experience Teespra firsthand for the first time. I'm so jealous. Yeah, that my first experience meeting people from Texas, I've connected with them on Twitter and the like throughout the years and LinkedIn. At the Ensper conference in Anaheim, I met some people, Jason Wheeler, who's been on the podcast a couple of times. He's really good. And then I started realizing, wow, they have big teams there. They have people they actually call marketing folks there, like in California and other states, we're kind of scared to say marketing or we just don't do that. They have teams, they do communications big. And so I was very jealous to see that you were at Teespra. And um, I, like you mentioned, we've both been on and are on the Calspra board and we're very, very involved in our conference. We're one of the biggest chapters in the country, but we've always kind of wanted to go to Teespra and you got to go. So I'm very, very jealous. Yeah, it was great. You know, I will say that it was a little bit like a mini INSPRA. So if you've had the luxury of going to the national conference, there's a lot happening, a lot of opportunity to learn. It's sun up, sun down. You're working, uh, which is fantastic. With a a group of peers, um, I would say the sessions were really interestingly aligned with the sessions that we have at CalSPRA. And now I've gotten to go to a few other SPRAs as, as well. You know, Whisper was another one, Wisconsin, which, which comes to mind that was also just a really great, excellent, excellent, excellently run um, conference full of good content. But it's funny because the content at these conferences 
looked a lot like the content that we see here in Calspret, California. You know the thing that surprised me the most, though, Ryan, about Teespro? What's that? Yes, take a guess. You'll never guess. What, what did I learn about the state of public education in Texas that would just sh- shock me? I'm going to go something about their funding formula. Okay, that's a good one. That's I'll a good one. Fund- I'll take funding formula for 500, Alex. <laughs> okay, yeah. So funding has a little bit to do with it. This is what I was shocked to learn. You know, in the state of California, we are in declining enrollment. And that's for many, many reasons. Um, but the majority of our school districts in California are declining in enrollment. Birth rates plays a huge part in that. If you look at our birth rates in, this, in the United States and actually in, in most nations around the world, um, birth rates are, are in a free fall. Now, with all that being said, we do have a few pockets in California that are seeing an increase in enrollment. Texas is seeing such an increase, an influx of people moving into the state and having kids that they're building schools. And some districts literally cannot build the schools fast enough. I talked to a district that's building over 10 new schools, 10 new schools. And we have districts in other parts of the country that are talking about which schools do they have to close in order to right-size their budgets and their staff. So I found that really incredible. Wow. So Teespur is going to get even bigger. And I'm, I'm actually, I should have known that. I'm a little embarrassed. I didn't know that because guess why we're in declining enrollment in California? It's because many of them have moved to Texas. Yes, that is true. Uh, it, was, it was quite interesting how many California transplants I met in Texas. That's great. Uh, I, I, I don't know, man. Let's go next year, Teespra. Take me with you. I'll, I'll go in your peach jar suitcase, and let's, uh, let's make this happen. I've always Tell wanted to go to Teespra. Uh, that's great. Yeah. And if uh, any of the other Spras, um, I'm do, working on a uh, mental health webinar uh, do sometime in April, maybe early May. We're going to do one. It will be before May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and helping schools uh, prepare and support students and staff with mental health resources, how you can kind of build that campaign and culture. So look for that. We'll have more news on that. I'm going to have a uh, work with uh, some folks. Uh, we'll have a little panel. And so we're going to have a webinar on that work with our folks at SoundMind, Travis and Brian. So um, look for that. And then we're going to do a, another kind of session for our national internship communication collab with a presentation that Amber and I are going to do about our internship here in Arcadia. So if you would like to join any of those, connect with us. And for the internship one, just join the National Collab link in the description and you are good to go. Cool. cool. All right. Um, So that's exciting. And check out our sponsors, Nickel Strategies and SoundMind. They are uh, great folks to check out and get engaged with. And the whole mental health thing we're all into and big and promoting. And so working with SoundMind, they're doing great things. And so that's kind of the webinar that motivated us, inspired us of like, let's not uh, hide this information. Let's get it out to people. It's very helpful. So we're excited to do that. Speaking of getting out the word videos, all the rage, Matthew, as you know, you're doing amazing stuff with PHR and your video content creation. You came here. We did the media relations two-parter. If you haven't seen that, go to PHR extra credit, check it out. I really enjoyed that. Me, you and Amber sitting down and talking how to get more positive stories in the media, how to work with the media. We even talked a little bit about do you talk off the record? How do you do that? Is that a smart strategy? When is it smart? When is it not? So that's really, if you're in, in any media stuff coming up, um, I would check that out and do it before you have the media calling. It's one of those things right. you want to be prepared and know some of those strategies 
before you actually need them, before the media calls. So check that out. And then I, I'm going to steal that audio and put it on the podcast eventually. Uh, if yeah, okay. I'm happy to, happy to get that for you. Absolutely. And we just dropped one, too, with Andrea Gribble, uh, Social School for EDU as well. And both of those videos, if you want to see the stuff that we're talking about today as far as equipment goes, both of those videos were filmed with the exact equipment that we'll be able to give you some links for and that we're going to discuss today. So you can kind of see it in action and learn at the same time. I mean, what's better than that? Perfect. So we'll put those links in the description. They're down there right now. And uh, so you can see what the video looks like and the quality of the lighting and all that. That's a great idea. And while you're checking out the podcast and video, I was actually on uh, Andrea Gribble's podcast a while back maybe a year or so ago talking social media strategy so yeah she does great stuff i really like her podcast it's, it's really same. good same she's awesome so equipment equipment so you have what is in your mobile kit and kind of just walk us through it and as soon as you left i said send me the links immediately i went and bought them i've been using them i am a huge fan I appreciate that. You know, what's funny is I had two people ask just yesterday also for my equipment and one more this morning ask for uh, the links to the equipment. So the word's getting out there, which is fantastic. People are watching the videos and they want to know what am I using. The goal for the build out for me was everything needed to fit in one backpack. I wanted everything in a backpack and I wanted to be able to roll out at a moment's notice really easy. And that came from my PR days when I was working at the districts. I needed a really mobile friendly kit that can go into the car and go into a school and I was nimble enough to go in and out of classrooms, move in and out of the NPRs and the public spaces and not be schlepping around a bunch of stuff. So really that was kind of the catalyst behind where I was at. And then secondary to that was something that was financially, you know, fiscally responsible, I guess I would say. Mm -hmm. I will put one caveat here because I, I, I'm guilty of this. I just bought something a couple of days ago. It was on sale. The caveat here is you get what you pay for in a lot of ways. And so you can go as cheap as you can, but you will, there, there will be a suffrage there be, you know, behind the quality of your experience and how well the equipment works. So you got to find that kind of magic middle ground. I bought a tripod the other day because it was on sale and it was on Amazon. It was 15 bucks. turns into a selfie stick. It, it goes 60 inches tall, holds a cell phone so that you can you know, conduct interviews and, and have your phone on a tripod, had a lot of great things, a little wireless remote control came with it to control my phone, all of that tripod is actually absolutely atrocious. I don't think I'll ever <laughs> use it for anything more than throwing it in the trash. So, you know, you do get you pay for it. So you got to watch out there. Mm -hmm. I, by the way, real quick on tripods. So yeah. I've used Amazon basic tripods in the past mm -hmm. and we use them. I do like them. They're very affordable. The Amazon basics brand, they are not, if you were throwing it in your trunk, they are a little fragile. Yeah. So the other tripod name, I'll try and get it by the end of this. It's a more professional grade. It's amazing. It's, it's 150 bucks compared to the Amazon basics that are, like you said, 20, 25 bucks. But if you're just using the Amazon basics, not a ton, you need a tripod for something or it's going to stay in a studio and you on a budget, I recommend the Amazon basics, something more, more durable. I'll find that name. It's like 150 bucks. It's fantastic. It has a level in it and it's really good. Yeah, that's a really good point. I do use an Amazon basics tripod. I have had it for a couple of years now. It has little rivets that can come undone. I haven't had that happen to me before, but they are, they are like, Ryan said a little flimsy. 
And then you might be hearing this thinking, $150 for a tripod. I mean, that, that's a lot of money. Like, that's a really nice memory card. Like, there's a lot of other things you can do with that budget. So that's where I'm saying you've really got to find that sweet spot. I think I found it in the tripod I'm using. I think it's about $30. Bucks. Um, and it's a really nice foam padded, heavy-duty tripod that, that goes up to, like, standing height. So you can interview somebody that's maybe six feet tall. You know, so these are some of the considerations we'll talk through. But... As far as my kit goes, I am uh, using a Sony A7 DSLR, so a nice high-end digital camera. It is, it is a more high-end digital camera. I've shot Nikon for years. I used a Nikon D5100 years ago. Then I used a Nikon D7200. Uh, now I'm using a Sony A7, and it's really geared more toward video. Um, but you get what you pay for there as well, and especially when it comes to your lens. And so you want to you want to really put some energy. If you're going to be filming with a DSLR, it's all about the glass you're using. So the camera is a big component of that, the body. Buy the best body you can, and then you want to buy the best glass that you can. I wouldn't encourage, you'll be fine if you do it. I just wouldn't encourage anybody to, to expect any high-end filming with the kit lens that comes with any body you're going to buy. So just go into it knowing if you're going to get a DSLR and you don't have one now, you probably need to focus on the body and then separately uh, a more higher end lens. And then you'll buy that lens based off what you want to do with it. So if you're going to get it just for photographing events, you know, then look, look for a lens that's going to meet most of your missions. Maybe it's a, a kind of a medium zoom so you can get out there and get some athletic shots, get some concert shots, that kind of stuff. Uh, but if you're going filming, then look into particularly what would be good for filming. If you're so, um, we're Nikon. I like Nikon, but I, Nikon, Canon, they're all the same. Whatever. If do you film anything? Because I still film a lot on our phone. If you, we have a you know the latest iPhone or whatever, do you do anything on the phone? Or are you all DSLR? That's a good question. I'm getting there. So yeah. So all that to say, like my DSLR is my primary camera when I go out to film. And so as far as the DSLR goes, the only other pieces of kit that I have for that is a tripod and the brand is um, an Aradey. It's A-U-R-E-D-A-Y. It's a 74 inch tripod. Comes with a bag and a little wireless remote. Uh, comes with the phone holder that goes on top of the tripod so you can use it for your DSLR or uh, your cell phone. We'll put a link to that. Uh, that's the, the tripod I'm using for the camera. It's heavy enough to support a heavier camera. Then I have a set of wireless mics that go along with that DSLR. And I'll, um, I'll just say they're like Hotec, H-O-T-E-C. We'll put a link to those as well. And it's a two-mic setup, so you can mic two people up, like if you're interviewing someone, and it just goes wirelessly to the camera. Those work pretty well, but they are on the cheaper end, and I have had a few sessions suffer a little bit in kind of the buzz that comes with that. And that's it for my DSLR. So it's a tripod and some wireless mics. I do have a little shotgun mic that mounts on the top of the camera. I don't use that very often. If we have time, I'll talk to you about like when and how. And then I have a B camera. So for example, when uh, Ryan and I did the interview with Amber on media relations, I had the primary DSLR camera set up and then a separate tripod, which was the Amazon Basics tripod, nice. holding my cell phone as a B camera. And the beauty in that is now you don't have to do everything all in one take. So we had a couple of hiccups in there where actually the camera died at one point, the really high expensive <laughs> camera overheated and turned off and we all had to stop. And then there was a couple of times in there where we just kind of lost 
what we were saying and reset ourselves. And in that moment, you're able to flip to the other camera, pick up right where you left off, and to the audience, it looks like it's seamless, like nothing ever happened. So that's the A and the B. And so when I'm doing interviews like that, I do do, I do do, I said do do, I do use, <laughs> yep, do use two cameras. And it's a DSLR and it's my phone. So to answer your question, absolutely, especially if you have a newer model, I have a iPhone 13 Pro Max, so it's already back a model. Um, and I shoot in 1080, 60 frames a second on that. And it's phenomenal. It looks just as good. And there's been times actually where I've just missed the settings by a hair on my DSLR because I do everything manual. And my mm. phone, darn it, did it auto and did better than I did. <laughs> so there's been times where I've had better footage out of the phone. That's a good point, though. Even if you have a DSLR, so A, if you don't have a DSLR, you can use your phone. I mean, everyone knows you can use your phone. There's a few tricks to, to make the quality really good. But even if you have a DSLR, use your phone as a B camera, and it'll look, you'll get a different angle, different shot, a backup, and it'll look that much better by just what's in your pocket. Like, why not use it and bring the quality up to the next level? Yeah, and if I'm filming like a video, like if I'm filming a Career Tech Ed Pathway video, um, and I'm doing interviews with, you know, talking heads or students. Uh, I'll use the DSLR to film those interviews. Sometimes I'll go ahead and set up the B camera too during those times. Those are usually pretty short, one to two minutes. But then I'll almost primarily use my phone to shoot all the B-roll for those videos. Because the phone shoots amazing B-roll. And I like a lot of slow-mo shots too. I like to mix it up with some slow-mo shots. And so I'll use the iPhone to get slow-mo of like, maybe I'm panning across robots or, or student doing, you know, some really cool uh, pottery. Um, and so I use the iPhone actually to do a lot of B-roll. And I find with students, that's a little less intimidating. Sometimes when you roll in there with a big yeah. kit, a bunch of kit, they get kind of like, they got to be like show uh, yeah. students kind of step into like the show and then they want to put mm -hmm. on a performance. Right. And so yeah. with the cell phone, it's a little less intimidating and hyper mobile. You do already have it. And it's easy to maneuver around tight spaces, which we all sometimes have to go through in the classroom. And it's easy to do those. Like you said, you can do slow-mo on your phone for like a, another advanced level technique. Like don't forget to use that. You can use cinematic mode now, portrait mode video. Yeah. So use your phone for some of those cool artsy shots that you want to try. And if it doesn't work out, don't use it. But it's super easy to just give it a go. Yeah, good point. I do a lot of cinematic mode and of... Uh, an unhealthy amount of slow-mo. Um, <laughs> and then for, for audio is what I can't stress enough too is audio is absolutely paramount. So when you're doing this, no matter what you're doing, the audio is critical. And so I have a couple of ways I capture audio. One is their purple Panda, their dual interview lav mics and they're wired and they plug into, they come, they, the kit is really nice. We'll link to it. But the kit comes in a really nice carrying case and they're wired lapel mics that'll plug into an Android, an iPhone or a DSLR, which is awesome. And so you have some options there. And so a lot of times I will use wired mics because you're going to get really nice, clean sound. And they come with like, I don't even know, like 20, 25 foot yeah. leads. So you can really get a long ways away. And then the ones that I use the most are my wireless lapel mics. And those are... Uh, they're kind of like a no name. Um, and they're I really, can't even, honestly, I can't even find the name on the description of the Amazon links. Like I, no. I don't even know what they're called. I don't either. There we'll put a link to it. I've been yeah. using them for a long time now with great success. The ones I have, I don't know if they make them for Android. The ones I have specifically plug in through the lightning port on an iPhone, 
Uh, oh, Ryan, you have an Android, or are you using your iPhone with your? Setting? I use the iPhone, but I got okay. these mics and this—the ones you recommend that you're talking about right now, the No Name. And uh, I have the link up right now. I'll tell you how much they are. They're cheap and they are great. Twenty-eight bucks. You get two in a kit. Plugs right in. Plug and play. And the greatest piece of technology on these mics, it worth its weight in gold. So they're only twenty-eight ninety-nine or whatever for two. And is the the clip. So the okay. clip, it took me a second to figure out. Me but too. You can configure the clip to go in any direction you want, okay. which is it can go up, down. Now you want it to go probably vertical most of the time because the the sound port on the mic is up top. So it's not like, like if you have a Blue Yeti or something, it's at the sides. But for clipping it on clothes, a tie, a suit jacket, a scarf, whatever you're clipping it on, whatever you can switch the sides of it. And so I love that aspect of it. And now we don't have those long wires tied to our cell phones if we're using yeah. those. Yeah, and I, I want to say they're good up to like 30 feet or something. I know I've had them out about 20, 25 feet before, and they were they were great. They give you really good, clean audio. Um, they're not great like noise canceling. So if there's air conditioning hums or anything like that, you know, if you're in a room with, with loud ambient noise, you're going to hear that. We can talk maybe in a future podcast about just editing and some of the things that you can do in post, like in, in Premiere Pro and stuff. Um, because you're going you're gonna to do that anyway. Or if you are editing a video, you're likely going to be touching your audio anyway, getting out some of the noise, getting out some of the hums. So that doesn't bother me as much. Of course, you get what you spend here as well. So if you have the budget for it and you get on Amazon and you find an even better product that, that has really great reviews that cost you more and it's a wireless mic setup, great. The only thing I don't know about these and I wish I did know is can you expand on them? So if I buy another kit, can I then have four mics running into the same little adapter? I'd love that because sometimes you have multiple people in a scene and it would just make it a lot easier. Uh, so how this works is it does come with a little, it's like one inch long. It's a little adapter, very narrow, thin profile, plugs into the bottom of your phone. That's literally all you do. Turn the mics on, clip them onto the people you're interviewing and click go on your camera and it works really well. You get good clean audio yeah my only advice too is when you put them on just like any mic though you got to be conscious of where the windscreen is and have yeah. some separation between the windscreen and the jacket and then test it if you're interviewing somebody that's a talker with their hands like myself yes. your hands are moving and the jacket's moving test that out to make sure that windscreen is not rubbing because that will ruin your audio but if there's space and the nice thing about the clip is it's kind of thick so it will give you some space but make sure it's not on the hair the scarf the jacket mm -hmm. um, and there's no friction because that that'll make the audio not so great yeah that's a really great point and also just if you're not doing it something you should bring up when you mic somebody up and you're kind of giving them the ground rules like one of my typical speeches is that, hey, as I interview you, my voice is not going to be in this video. So if I ask you a question, you'll have to kind of rephrase the question. If I say, what color is the sky? Don't say blue. You have to say the sky outside is blue. And as part of that like speech that I'm giving them, laying out the ground rules, like don't look at the camera. I'm slightly off camera. Just look at my eyes. It's just you and I talking. Uh, in that speech, I also say, and if you are a talker with your hands, that's amazing. That's totally cool. Just make sure you you are very cognizant of where the microphone is and don't hit the microphone with your hands. So you can move around, you can speak with your hands, don't move your feet. I've got the camera focused on you where you're at right now, but you can move around a little bit and please uh, just kind of pay attention to where your hands are. 
I guarantee you every talker that I've ever interviewed that moved their hands have hit that mic several times yeah, I know. throughout the video, even though I've given the speech a hundred yeah. times. Myself included. And the last part of your kit I want to touch on as we wrap up is the lights. These things are amazing and they have a feature that's really cool that I didn't have with my previous lights. So I got these two and really happy with them. They're a little bit more expensive than these mics or something, but for lights, I think they're also very valuable. Yeah, they're phenomenal. It's a company called Releno, R-A-L-E-N-O, and it's a two-pack, and they come with tripods. They come with the lights. They can be um, powered by a cable to an outlet, so just completely powered the whole time, or they can be uh, charged up and be wireless, so you can really move them around. You're not tethered to a wall. They last an extremely long time. In fact, at Calspera, we used them to take the awards photos, and they were up there for a couple of hours and still had like 80% battery life, and they were powered to 100% the whole time, so... The battery is really great in these lights. What's great about them are not only are they dimmable, but they're adjustable for the color scheme in the room. So if you're in a room with really stale lights, you can adjust the color band on these lights for more natural skin tones or vice versa. If you're in a room where lights are really orange, you can adjust the color tone on these lights for a more natural skin tone. Lighting, audio, really two critical components to film and videos. Yeah, so I mean that that's essentially the kit and you can put it in a stationary studio and you'll be set or you can bring it with you as Matthew said the his whole purpose was just one backpack and one bag and let's go and on the road so I think uh, it works both ways and even the microphones, if you find something a little different, I would start with these to try them out. They're only 30 bucks, and I think you might like them, especially if you're in the right environment. So I, I've been impressed so far, and these kind of are, are charging too, so they're, they're wireless to charge, and it seems like the charge lasts a long time as well. So uh, for me, so far, so good. Yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. And again, it goes all into a bag, so uh, it works out really well. That's awesome. Hey, Matthew, appreciate... Uh, the knowledge, as always, I've gotten some great feedback about our last podcast that we did with Ian. We were talking about creating your own newsroom. I did get some grief from somebody because I did not put Ted Lasso in my top 10 shows. Right. I said well, top 10, right. not top 5. So no, it's in no, top you were wrong. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I was rethinking that. I was like, ooh, am I right? But I have some other shows in there. But anyway, that was a very fun podcast, and we talked about creating your whole separate newsroom, like a separate website to your own news, and it's not attached to your district website and how to do that in the process with Ian Hannigan. So if you haven't heard that, uh, it's really good. Check out soundmind.app and Nickel Strategies, and uh, appreciate everyone listening and all that subscribing stuff. We appreciate it. And uh, check out Matthew Peach Jar Extra Credit for some more creative school PR content and strategies. All right, Matthew. Thank uh, you. We're recording, by the way. I know it's going to be past this by the time it comes out, but happy St. Patrick's Day, my man. Yeah, you too. I forgot all about that. Yeah, good luck. Thanks, everybody, for listening. All right. Cheers, and we'll chat with you guys soon. 